Super Talk Mississippi media production. William Carey University Athletics. Every sport you find inside Crusader Talk. Crusader Talk. This is Crusader Talk. Crusader Talk. We're covering everything William Carey University Athletics. From the field to the court and the diamond. On Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. The countdown is over. That's right. The countdown to another edition of Crusader Talk is finally over. No, well, the countdown to baseball season as well. That's the one that everybody's actually been looking for. I was going to say, is anybody actually counting down to the next edition of Crusader Talk? Josh and I. Yeah, we look forward to it. If we didn't, well, we would be I late. I too. Well, <laughs> well, well, well here, here's the thing. At about five minutes until seven, or... I, no, what was it? Five minutes when you walked in? I a little five, more than that. It was more like, like ten. Or 15. Like 10. I, I'm, I'm looking at the door. I'm producing for Mitchell. I'm just like, I hope these guys show up because I don't have content for, for the next hour. <laughs> so, well, oh man, glad y'all was, are here. It was a Monday. It was a Monday. It's it a Monday very for everybody. Much has been a Monday. Yes, that's very true. Uh, but yeah, the countdown is off now for uh, baseball season. Except, well, you got a couple more days, but we're down to single digits as Crusaders will be hosting a pair of teams here in Hattiesburg this week as they'll take on Missouri Baptist and Campbellsville University. But a big season they're coming off of with a World Series berth, winning two games up there in Lewiston, Idaho. And they come back now with a lot of their starters returning. Uh, lost one pitcher, a couple other guys that uh, were batting. But seven of the nine starters are back for William Carey. But to kind of get us started into baseball season, we are privileged to have on the line uh, – now a recurring guest on the program of NAIA Ball. You can follow him online at NAIA Ball on X. It's still weird for me to say X instead of Twitter. Uh, but his personal it's... handle is RobG1063. Robbie Gutierrez of NAIA Ball joining us here on Crusader Talk. Robbie, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great. How are you all tonight? Man, we're doing fine. Good, Caleb good. Hamill, Josh West, Will Tony here with you, Robbie. And, uh, man, it, it feels great to finally have baseball back again. It, I, I, here I am talking about it's the first weekend of baseball in regards to William Carey, but we've already gotten a couple of games underway with mm-hmm. NAI ball at large. Absolutely. You know, the, the season, uh, for the most part, uh, for several parts of the country started uh, last weekend. It was one of these things that, we saw some really good series right out the gate. Uh, we saw some upsets right out the gate. And then we saw some teams who we expected to, you know, who are top five teams nationally, look like top five teams nationally. Southeastern, number one team in the nation out of Lakeland, Florida. Uh, they came out and, and really just drilled Ottawa, who the last couple of years has been a really good team out of Kansas. Uh, we saw a number uh, who we've got at number nine in our media poll, uh, Taylor University out of Indiana, who was a World Series participant last season, drop a, a four-game series to uh, Ottawa, Arizona. <laughs> and so uh, OUAZ had a great weekend and, and a weekend full of upsets. We saw OCU uh, and LSUA playing a great close series that saw OCU actually win all three of those games. Uh, one of my favorite stat lines from the weekend was Houston Victoria started out 4-0 for the first time since 2008, but cooler than that, on day number one for them, they had a total of three hits the whole day and won both games. Wow. So, you know, just one of those really weird baseball things that you can only get really from college baseball or the the sport of baseball. And fans will remember, that's a team that was in the Hattiesburg Regional back here uh, come May. 
Uh, they were there with uh, Union and Ave Maria and William Carey. Uh, I believe there may have been one more. Maybe Texas Wesleyan was uh, the fifth team there. Uh, but, yeah, Crusader fans familiar with Houston Victoria. Good to see them off on a, a hot streak. Uh, but, yeah, let's kind of look at things as far as uh, this landscape that we have to begin the season. You mentioned you know, a couple upsets to start off the year. A couple games between you know, highly touted opponents, and I think it's pretty surprising. Well, not, maybe not surprising, but pretty cool to see over in Hattiesburg a top 25 matchup here early on in the season. It's fantastic. You know, you're, and you're going to get a really good matchup in, in Missouri Baptist and, and William Carey just to start out the year. And, and, you know, Campbellsville at the same time is a team that has regular success. They're a team that I expect to be competitive in the Mid-South and, and consistently be in the mix in that conference. But um, Missouri Baptist, historically in the AMC, has been really, really solid. They've got to deal with Columbia College. I think that conference is going to be better. They have been in the last several years. It's a great test right out of the gate. Missouri Baptist was a team last year that I had predicted to go to Lewiston. They fell uh, just short of that and, and you know just had a good run. But uh, Missouri Baptist is, is going to be a really good ball club this year, and I, I think it'll definitely be interesting to watch how they bounce back into this season. It'll be a great test for William Perry right out of the gate. Uh, you know, was looking over the schedule earlier today for William Perry. It's a great schedule. Credit to, to Bobby and his staff for putting this together. Ran into Bobby at ABCA, and it was great to just kind of pick his head on on what you know the Crusaders are going to look like this year. This is it, it's a team that I think that there's a lot of excitement around. It certainly is, and we talk about how there's a lot of guys returning. Coach Alford said a couple weeks ago on the program that and there's a lot of guys that are back as far as their batting order, but some firepower was lost, and uh, Bobby Lede and Patrick Lee, uh, some big-time guys there. One that's returning, though, is R.J. Stinson, and in listening to, I believe it was either your last podcast or the second-to-last podcast of the year last year, uh, y'all were handing out awards uh, for different players and uh, giving out the different team assignments, first and second. And uh, you had high regard for R.J. Stinson as opposed to what the uh, NAIA put out for their teams, respectively. Uh, what kind of shines for you about R.J.? I think he's special, man. I mean, he, he just – last year – so last year when you're talking about him with 107 hits, 77 RBIs, a guy who walked more times than he struck out, hit nearly 400. We're talking about right now an automatic National Player of the Year candidate. Uh, for us, it's, we, we give out the Lou Brock Award – in conjunction with the with the Lou Brock Foundation, and so, you know, he's a candidate for that 100. percent This is a guy that if there wasn't a guy by the name of AJ Sapkowski down at uh, Georgia Gwinnett who was the just happened to be the second collegiate baseball player ever to have a 30-30 baseball season, uh, you know, we're talking about Stinson in in that category of National Player of the Year. He is. Definitely was easily, when we did preseason all NAI ball, was easily, 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 without a doubt, on that team. We only put out one preseason team. We don't put out two. Uh, and we have usually right around the same amount of players as the league does. But he was absolutely going to be on that team without a second thought. He is a special player. He's a guy that I got to, to really see in quite a few games, especially in the postseason last year. So I expect a lot of, of continuation of big things. And really for the lineup in general, you're talking about the top three hitters as far as that bats go returning to the team and, and guys that all have great experience now under their belt in a team that, that was competitive last season at William Carey, a chance to come back and, and compete for a national title. 
you know, thinking about AJ Shep, uh, Skipkowski, it's hard to say his last name there. 30 30 guy. You know, I, I don't like to brag, but I was a 30 30 30 guy back in my basketball playing days. That means I only came in if we were up by 30, down by 30, or there were 30 seconds left in the game. But uh, <laughs> very nice. Josh, uh, you jump in here. Well, I'm, I'm hearing the depth that you have of thank talent. You, thank you, Will. Yeah, it was deserved. It was deserved. The depth of talent that is that is in the NAIA, obviously your passion for it. We know we know the guys that are kind of local here. But what about the depth of the talent in NAIA baseball across this country? Uh, where is it maybe to where it's been in the last five, ten years? Is it on an uptick? So that's, that's the thing that I think we're going to see more and more of is it's, it's going to be an uptick in, in this level. And really, there have been several factors that have both helped and hurt this level. We got to see some really good players that did not get their due because of, of COVID, because of 2020, you know, the season getting canceled, everything like that, get to have some extended time at this level. At, a lot of that, though, hurt some guys who were either in juco ball uh, that we're having a hard time finding a place or maybe got a couple extra years in Juco ball. And, and instead of going NAI, they went elsewhere. Uh, the transfer portal has thrown another wrench into all of this. And really what you're seeing is the great recruiters are coming out. Uh, every team's got a different recruiting philosophy. That's what I love about this level. Some teams are going to go out and get the, the junior college guys straight away. That's their main focus. Some teams are getting the high school kids and they want to develop them. We see a little bit of a mix of, of that from some of the really great teams. And, and so it's really interesting to see, but we have such a wealth of talent when you look at the top half of players that we highlighted coming back this year into our all-in-AI ball preseason team and what that looked like, and then the amount of players that we had to keep out to see, you know, because we only do one team. We only highlight one team in the preseason there, there are some really great players, and it does not get its due. You have some great baseball in that area that y'all are in there in, in, in Mississippi, and especially there in Hattiesburg. I mean, you're talking about William Carey and that other school that we're not going to mention that just ha- happens to be also in there. And you have such a wealth of talent locally and, a, and you know, collegiately and all of that, and that's the same thing for a lot of the nation. It just goes unnoticed. Because there's so many players out there that, that the sport is so regionalized that they just don't get their name out there. And that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to get them out there and get them seen. Well, Robbie, I, I'm going to you know, just kind of ask this live. Would you mind sticking around for just a couple more minutes on the other side of this break? I want to give you a chance to plug what NAIA Ball has coming up for us out there uh, in the Twitterverse and everywhere else. Absolutely. All right. That's Robbie Gutierrez. He'll join us. Yet again on the other side of this timeout as Crusader Talk continues. coaches to the student athletes and the fans that cheer them on you're listening to crusader talk on super talk hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com back with you here on crusader talk caleb hamill josh west will tony robbie gutierrez of naia ball on the horn 
for a couple more minutes with us. Thankful that he was able to spare some time away from his TV gigs and his family as well. He's you know, a busy man. He is a very busy man. It's it's a tough gig at the beginning of the year through the month of January and everything else. We're happy to have him along as now a, again repeat correspondent on the show. We don't have many correspondents. We usually just have you know, coaches that repeat now, appearances. Well, don't don't give him the the. Uh, how do you say it? Ego boost? No. no, no I'm trying to figure out what you're trying give, to say. Don't, don't give him the idea that that's a paid position. Uh, I see. Uh, uh, we, we already are on a, a shoestring budget. So, well, you know, it, if you get the blue check, Robbie, then uh, you know, then we could maybe start the conversation. I don't know. Yeah, we'll, I don't know what it's going to take. We'll talk about it. All right. So, Robbie Gutierrez uh, on the phone with us here on Crusader Talk, and we're happy that uh, he's taking some time out to join us. Let's. Uh, Kind of talk about what is uh, on the horizon for you, because you have uh, since rolled off uh, from your podcast hosting role at NEIA Ball, and you're turning over the reins uh, to a couple well-qualified guys, but you're still going to be around. That's why you uh, are on this show tonight, because you're still one of the lead content producers for the Twitter account and the other ways that NEIA Ball puts out uh, different information. Uh, So one, let's break it down with what do we have to look forward to from the guys that are now going to be hosting the podcast. Absolutely. So, you know, we're looking to release our first show this week. It'll be the first time in seven years. This is going to be season seven uh, that we've had in a podcast. It'll be the first time in seven years that we'll have a different host. You know, uh, last year was very hard for us. We, we lost our founder in, in December 2022. Um, it was hard for me to step in and, and cover the role, which is me and Connor Darnell. But we brought in some new some new blood some new faces these are guys that came in to college and listened to the podcast at the same time uh that that you know were around the podcast that wanted to be part of the podcast that wanted to help out so very happy to have taylor thomas and tyler norris join us and and really be putting out their first show this week it's going to be really exciting uh for them we've also uh we're working with a major sponsor on a website um, you know, that's something that we've always wanted and that Cody and I always wanted. We're working on it. We're getting it done. We're going to figure that one out. We've got to figure out some of the logistics about uh, how do we run the website after we've got it. You know, so there, there's just some things here and there that we're, that we're, you know, working out some of the kinks, but we're going to continue to do that. We're the lead content producer for small college baseball nationally. We have been for the last six, seven years, and we're going to continue to be that and, and just continue to throw out tons of information we've got guys watching scoreboards we've got a statistician on staff that really gives us an advanced look into uh, advanced sabermetrics that that the mlb is using so we're working on all sorts of things we've got our first ever media poll that came out this past week um that was huge so we're, we're working on a lot of things we'll continue to have our 10 lewiston power rankings and, and everything like that it's going to be a great season for us if anybody is out there to where you can, if you're not driving, look at NAIA Ball on X, Twitter, however you phrase it. In just the first weekend of baseball, y'all pumped out some content to the max. I mean, every single day of baseball, y'all were hitting the highlights of different teams that were playing, You know, putting out some video clips as well of some different games of interest. Uh, so, Josh, you and I will have to be on our toes in case they tune in to William Carey at some point this season. Uh but y'all are really putting things out there and getting everybody involved. And you're right. You are the premier source of information when it comes to small college baseball. 
and, and in my opinion, some of the best, most consumable college baseball that you can have is right here in the NAIA because it's more of that true amateurism yet very much a loaded talent pool in the NAIA versus you know some of these really high NIL-driven teams or uh, other things of that nature that are also TV money drivers as well. I just love and have fallen in love with NAIA baseball. So that, you, know, you mentioned the podcast, and so as far as continual content that you all will be pushing out there on uh, social media platforms, uh, what can we see coming up? Yeah, so uh, on social media, we've got, like I said, we've, we've got the, the media poll. We've got our 10 to Lewiston. That'll be a little bit later in the year. Substack uh, right now is, is, a, is a big one for us. Uh, you can find us on, on Substack and uh, really just kind of join us there if, if, you, if you'd like. And, uh, we're going to be coming out with articles each and every day. I've got really a, a, now I've got an intern which is awesome for me to have an intern and to get to work with him and show him, you know, what we do with each and every week and how we're writing articles. And really that's how I, I fell back in love with what we're doing is the Substack and getting to write about NAI baseball week in, week out. The Substack is called Reentry Rules on Substack by NAI Ball. We had a 2024 opening day, little, uh, article that i put out we we've got players of the week awards likely coming out tomorrow on the Substack, and then i have a weekly uh article called touching base that just kind of goes over uh the top three things going on nationally and a look at the past weekend and what's ahead so that's that's really what we've got going on and and it's just an exciting time for us you know it's it's such a big weekend you said how much information we were pumping out we did over a million impressions in the last seven days that's awesome it is incredible, Robbie. This is Josh West again, and I'm 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 sitting here taking this all in, and this is a a new circuit for me. So as a a newer fan to this world, you know, it's so exciting to be able to get the coverage that you know these these teams, these these conferences, this league deserves. What is a storyline that you think, if you can look into your crystal ball a little bit, what's a storyline or two that you think that maybe is not getting the attention now that you think we're going to be talking about in a couple of months? Oh, that's a tough one. You know, I, I think one of the things that we need to keep an eye on is just we've got this the Cajun collision coming up. Uh, that's, that's a huge one. This is a tournament that we help uh, put on along at the Sterlington Sports Complex in Louisiana. It's become the largest tournament in the nation of its kind. That's true round-robin type of deal where you're going to go and get four games over two or three days and go out there. We've got a, a multitude of top 25 teams playing in that. NAI ball uh, on X will have all of that coverage for that weekend. That weekend we almost exclusively focus on the Cajun because of how invested we are in it of our four-man team. Three of them will be down there at Sterlington, Louisiana. I'll be the only person staying back in the office and working. Uh, so we'll have plenty of content coming out of there. I'm really interested in, in seeing who's the team that emerges. For me, last year was William Carey. We knew William Carey could be really, really good. They were really, really good. I expect them again to be really, really good. And so now I want to see who that new team is. We saw two teams from the Crossroads League from Taylor and Indiana Wesleyan make it to the World Series. 
Do we see another big story like Mid America Nazarene? Who's that team? I think Kansas Wesleyan's a fun, fun team to watch. They they had a, a really interesting series uh, with Texas Wesleyan. So there, there's going to be a lot to watch nationally that I think is going to be really exciting. So finding that team that's kind of like a diamond in the rough that might not be in the top 25 right now. That's awesome stuff. Robbie, thanks so much for taking some time out of your Monday and spending it with us to talk about baseball. We look forward to catching up with you uh, again further down the road. Yeah, guys, thank you for having me. And, and anybody interested at, at this level or, or just opening up their horizons to college baseball, we're at NAI Ball on X and Instagram. That's awesome. Robbie Gutierrez of NAIA Ball. Thanks so much, bud. Man, great stuff. And we have a lot to look forward to of what they're going to punch out here on the different social media platforms because this is incredible stuff that, again, he mentioned they're just a staff of about four guys that are pushing out as much as they had a million impressions in one weekend of NAIA level baseball. Well, it's going to be a million and one from me because, again, this is something that we talked about last week. I knew it was coming up. There's been so much that's happened in the last week, but to be able to follow the content with with that staff that they have, they're working two, three, four times harder to be able to create that content because we know what it is just to broadcast a game at this level. You've got to do some just you know very much grassroots is not the word but you've got to go digging yourself that's the really research research you've got to do some real old-fashioned research right. it's not all in one kit in a and, media guide and to, and have, notes. to have that kind of coverage come out of four guys that's incredible and it, to hear the way robbie doesn't skip a beat the way no. that information flows out as if we're talking it's about trapped inside his head division dude. one and yeah. pro teams he's talking about nai schools that are might be in smaller communities and in really remote outposts of the country it may tremendous be the, content it may be the best college baseball coverage out there that's right uh, it, it really is because it takes people that are indwelled in it he's a guy that is a product of naia baseball himself both played in it and coached in it he was a part of a team that walked off uh, or dogpiled and went to the World Series at Milton Wheeler Field. He was a part of a team that played in the Hattiesburg Regional and right. won it back in 2013. So he he understands fully what it means to go to Lewiston, to play at this level as well. I, they are full of great stuff. Big weekend in college baseball for William Carey as they will host Campbellsville and Missouri Baptist. We'll talk a couple small notes on what you can expect this weekend in that, but we also have to recap Big conference matchup in basketball for both the men's and women's sides as they played Thomas this previous week. We'll do that and a whole lot more as Crusader Talk continues next. Listening to Crusader Talk on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and SupertalkHattiesburg.com. Good stuff from Robbie Gutierrez earlier in our program. Oh. I, that is, again, we mentioned NAI Ball, such a great outlet for information. Also, disclaimer, not affiliated directly with the league. They, they always right. like to point that out. But they are fantastic at what they do, and, and Robbie is second to none. And, giving interviews to us they are the authority on coverage of naia baseball so what do we have to do to get somebody from that staff on two or three more times 
throughout the year just to kind of probably just a phone call to Robbie. Just a phone call. Yeah. Phone yeah. call, a text. Tremendous, man. Anything I can do to promote them, they will be getting promoted. Oh yeah. This weekend, no question. Oh yeah. Which reminds me, we need to get an intern like Robbie's got one. Kind of get some more Crusader talk. Where do you find them? Robbie, where do you find them? <laughs> I was about to say, you know, there are plenty Wait. of opportunities if you want an unpaid internship. D- 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 does Clayton qualify as an intern? See, I, I would put him more like a, a correspondent like okay. Robbie. Okay. But just a very local correspondent. By right. the way, congratulations to Clayton and Abby. They had their daughter, Brooke, uh, this week. That is. Where is it? Where? Oh, it? find the hand clap. I'm, I'm trying to find it. It's on the oh. page. Give me a second. Hold on. Three, uh, two. Don't you dare <laughs> count down like that. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Congratulations to Clayton and Abby Rush on the birth of their daughter, Brooke, back on the 25th. It was uh, been a great lead up to this. And excitement all around. It, it, for those of you that don't know, Clayton is my wife's cousin i was about to say something of in-laws but that would get hairy uh but yeah my wife's cousin is clayton and so we're very close to him and his wife and we're so excited for uh, all of them so if you happen to see clayton in the wild if he's not under lock and key for the next week or two uh give him a pat on the back and uh tell him try to get more sleep he yep sleep he ain't leaving the house the next couple of weeks i'll tell you that right now <laughs> he may be leaving to go get a, a fast food meal or two that's right. about how it. much things have changed though just since we had so like in 2006 when my son was born yeah you know men still didn't get to really get any time off or anything like that it was it's totally different now some I got, almost 20 I, years later i got a full two weeks off when my oldest was born in 2008 and, and, and that was almost unheard of back then. My boss yeah. actually encouraged it. I don't know if that was because job performance or what, but um, <laughs> but he, I told him, I said, look, uh, I got a baby coming. Here's the due date. He said, go ahead and take your full two weeks, man. Just just right. do it. There you go. That's how many weeks I took off for uh, Nash when he was born. But uh, to kind of put a wrap up on some of the baseball we have to look forward to this weekend, four games, uh, not very certain of the number of innings that will be played in both of them uh, or in all of those, but they'll be Thursday through Saturday, weather permitting as far as how the schedule will be laid out. Uh, but you have great teams coming in, you know, headlines all around. You look at Missouri Baptist, they are preseason number 10 by the NAIA's preseason poll. Uh, Carrie's number four in that one. Meanwhile, you look at the NAIA ball poll, uh, and Carrie is six. Missouri Baptist is 11 in that one. So, again, top 25, possibly top 10, depending on which one you're looking at. Uh, Games going on in Hattiesburg. And then Campbellsville, you can't discredit them and what they've been able to do over the years. Uh, One big note uh, is that their head coach, Coach Beaufort Sanders, very similar to Coach Bobby Halford in that – Coach Halford got his 1,300th career win up at the World Series in Lewiston, mm-hmm. and Coach Sanders not too far back on his heels, 1,275 wins in his coaching career. That's impressive. Uh, they are in the top ten of active college head coaches across the landscape of NAIA all the way up to NCAA Division One. So let me ask you this. Uh, Campbellsville in Kentucky, what part of Kentucky is that around? Do we know? I would assume it's in Campbellsville. Well, the the reason I'm asking is because I come from a line of Campbells from Kentucky, but they were not from Campbellsville. I'm wondering if it's ah, close okay. to where they were from. So Campbellsville, if you, you mapped it out, is, let's see, it's about northeast of Bowling Green. 
Um, Anywhere near Moorhead State? I'm trying to remember what uh, town Moorhead State is in. Moorhead? While you're looking that up, Man, uh, now, mentioning, now we're all mentioning <laughs> baseball, I do believe that the three games on Friday are going to be seven-inning games. Okay. okay. So I think we've got a nine-inning game on on Thursday. Right. We've got three seven-inning games on Friday. Early game Saturday going to be seven, and then kind of a to-be-determined as to if that second game on Saturday is going to be a nine-inning game. Now, you mentioned weather permitting. It's calling for p.m. shower, something like an 80% chance of rain on Saturday. Right. Hopefully that will be Saturday night. Looks like a washout thunderstorm Sunday is what I'm looking at now. Yeah. I say washout, but it just thunderstorms on Saturday or Sunday, rather, p.m. showers on Saturday. So you might even see it move that game time up a little bit more into maybe you know, 10, 30, 11 on Saturday. Get those games in. Man, wouldn't that be fun? A 10.30 first pitch on a Saturday. Let me just tell you, if you are not on campus at William Carey this weekend, then you are missing out because we are jam-packed full of events for you to be a part of. If it's raining, you can come inside and watch the basketball games that will be going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, William Carey's uh, playing on both Thursday and Saturday in basketball action. And then, obviously, we mentioned baseball Thursday through Saturday as well. But – uh, to kind of turn the page and you know look at basketball for just a second ahead of William Carey playing Faulkner on Thursday and Stillman on Saturday, uh, games against Thomas were pretty fun to be a part of. Josh, first of all, how was that drive down there? It was a, it was a good drive. So I um, I got my Georgia trips kind of backwards. I thought I had about an hour and a half drive mm-hmm. on Saturday morning, and then I realized that no, I I was much better prepared than I realized where I stayed. Tallahassee North or whatever, right there on 319, I had 30 minutes to the gym in Thomasville. I mean, right across the state line was Thomasville. So I was 30 minutes to the gym from Tallahassee that morning. Two great games, ladies by 18, men by ended up being 28-30, 98-69 was that final score. Then I saw 90 871. I saw 9671. Literally, who knows what the final score was because the, the book, table the book had a different. Right yep, the book was different. The scoreboard was different. The stream was different. Wow. My monitor was different. My notes were different. Who knows? But nevertheless, great, great game. I asked where they're going to hit Bucky's on the way back. And <laughs> Coach English said, Funny you should ask. We came on the way over, but we hit a very large bird on the way this morning to the arena, took out their windshield. So the ladies had to hitchhike with the men's team back to Mississippi. That Their bus was undrivable. And so then I, you know, I joked with Coach Knight. He said, man, these guys don't even know what Bucky's is. Man, they're going to be playing video games in the back. We're rolling. We're going to put the hammer down. We're going to be, we're going to be back quick. So anyway, it was, it was a good trip. That's an easy trip. If you're looking for a fun road trip to go see Kerry, you can go, just hit I-10, stay in Tallahassee, do whatever you want to do in Tallahassee or stay somewhere in that area. If you stay in Tallahassee, you're 30 minutes from the gym. Right. And then you can get back. You know, they play around noon and 2, and you can be back at 9, 30, 10 o'clock that night with a stop at Bucky's on the way back. So great trip, great performances, one that's going to – I think, as we talked about here but in our preparation, is going to net us a Crusader of the Week and another netted a Southern States Athletic Conference Player of the Week honor. Absolutely. I mean, two great performances by both sets of Crusaders. And the men's side, I think, is one that really stood out to me because 
if you were casually watching this game or just kind of following the stats or maybe just you know, putting your ear to the radio every now and then when you got in your car and you were running errands, you would all of a sudden see the halftime score and say, wow, Kerry's down by two. And then you catch the final score and you say, wait, hold on, that, that can't be right. And as off as the scores table and stats monitor was for a majority of the game, it wasn't that far off. You know, William Carey did indeed get a huge margin victory over Thomas after they only won by two earlier in the regular season back in Hattiesburg. And it was really great shooting in the second half, and Thomas with less than stellar shooting in the second half. Well, can I throw another caveat into that? And I'm going to get back to your shoot, talking about the shooting the basketball. Please do. Because uh, Kerry shot like 56%. Well, they shot 70%, I believe it was, in the second half. Is that right? I yeah. think 71%. I think that's what I saw Coach yeah. Knight and coach, I mean, yeah. that was lost in just the overall numbers of the game. I was so locked in on the 56% from the floor, 43% from beyond the arc, 10 of 24 shooting three for the game. That netted 26 points for Colby Moore. Colby Moore hit six threes in the game. There was one three, I believe, that I had that would have been um, a two, but that doesn't negate the difference in the two points on the scoreboard. Now, here's the caveat. Go back to the ladies' game. Mm -hmm. There was a particular play where Lauren Rowley looked like a blocking foul, made the bucket, looked like they called a charge, and then it was 27-20 at halftime. Two minutes to go before the start of the second half, they added the two points back onto the scoreboard. And the, the points were all always on my monitor mm-hmm. as 29, but they put them on right after Rally got called for the charge. So I thought it was kind of a missed thing. So anyway, so I don't know if I've ever been a part of two games where I still don't know what the actual score was <laughs> for those games. I mean, have you ever – had two games where he didn't even know what the score was? No. No. But, never I mean, that bad. but Kerry made nice adjustments at the half. Um, this was the very same Thomas team that beat Mobile 77 75 on Thursday. Right. So it's a very capable Thomas team when they get hot shooting the basketball in their gym. And you kind of get to play at Thomas Gym. There were some physical plays. Mm-hmm. There were multiple no calls that were just blatantly obvious. Like you've got to call something. That's. That's an infraction. There's right. There's got to be a whistle there. Yeah. And there was no whistle. But then when things really turned Kerry's way, things really turned Kerry's way. And it wasn't just the play of Moore. Brumfield was dynamite. Earl Smith loses a jersey. Uh, at one, at, <laughs> I love that he, he call, had, by the way. He had his jersey torn from right under his sleeve all the way to his shorts. So I don't know if Earl Smith is going to be number 20 in black the black jersey the rest of the season. I don't know if that jersey can be saved. But that was one of the either Surely no calls. Was that a no call or maybe could have been a flagrant? There's, maybe they wanted a flagrant? It was definitely an intentional. It was an intentional. Yeah. It was an intentional that, foul. I knew he shot foul shots in the ripped jersey. So instead of making a play on the ball, they just reached out and grabbed the jersey and almost ripped it off of him. So, I mean, it got it got a little chippy. There was some jawing and talking going on between some of the guys. And so it was a it was a fun atmosphere. It was a big win for Kerry. They they can win on the road. They can win in hostile environments. Right. They can win when they, you know, you, they play a bad half or they mm-hmm. have a lead and give it up. I mean, this is they're just they're maturing is the best way to put it. And both teams, the ladies and the men, have a real chance. All right, so when we continue, we'll further break down what it looks like as far as the standings in the SSAC related to men's and women's basketball and also get you set up with the schedule for this week. It is a packed one 
full of William Carey Crusader athletics as the final segment is next of Crusader Talk here on this Monday. to Crusader Talk on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. Final segment with you here on this Monday. Man, it feels like an hour just flies by way too quick on weeks like this involving crossover season. Let's play two. Hey, I'd rather do two now than two in the summer when we're scrapping along trying to find <laughs> anything and everything to, to bring to you. We may be tuning in to a lot of different players playing summer ball in wood bat leagues whenever the time comes for all that. But nevertheless, we've had a, a good open week, fairly open week last week with basically the only contest to speak of was William Carey taking on Thomas on that Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, boy, have we turned things on its head this week. Look at that graphic. Yeah, the graphic we put out. It was 98-69, and then Steve Knight. Ninety-six, seventy-one. I mean, I don't know. They won big. They won big over Thomas. Yes. Uh, look, they, all, all, the, all that matters. I cannot get over. All it. that matters is we got the W. I'm a perfectionist. Will, I know that, but let me tell you. never in my broadcast career <laughs> I have I still days later have no idea what you the don't final know score what of a game was. was. Hey, you don't have that problem at Tri County, do you? I do not. You do not have that at Tri-County. All right, so the schedule this week, uh, men's and women's tennis start with an exhibition game against uh, Gulf Coast Community College in Hattiesburg tomorrow at 2 p.m. Wednesday, uh, thank you to everyone having the day off there. We get to go to church that evening, not having to keep our eyes on a Crusader game somewhere. But then it's on. It is on from there on out. Thursday, jam-packed with – Men's and women's basketball against Faulkner, 5.30 and 7.30, women's and men's respectively. They also have William Carey taking on Missouri Baptist at 4 p.m. Track and field will have an indoor classic in Gainesville, Florida on Friday. Also, archery is part of a a two-day indoor competition in Las Vegas, Nevada. Wouldn't you like to go watch archery compete in Las Vegas? Uh, Yeah, but what do Baptists do in Vegas? Uh, Eat the buffets. They, they, they win. They win seventy five cents. Go ride the ro- go to, go ride roller coasters at uh, uh, New, if York, the, New York. If the Grand Prix was in town, you true know? true story. I was uh, I was eight. No, I was I was twenty one. Uh, traveling with Jones County Junior College, we we made a stop in Vegas, and at, the, at breakfast there was a slot machine right by the breakfast buffet. I said, okay, I'll drop seventy five cents in there. I won seventy five cents. So I can say I won in Vegas, and you quit, and you stayed. I quit. And you That's were it. in I, a I very, away. you were in a very rare group, my friend. I, I, I stepped away. I doubled my. You money. retired. Yeah, there you go. Yep. All right. Uh, elsewhere on Friday, we've got Missouri Baptist again, along with Campbellsville taking on William Carey at two thirty and six p.m. This is also part of a round robin kind of tournament. So Missouri Baptist and Campbellsville will also play one another, uh, and then tennis will begin their season. You're in the spring or winter-spring area at 6.30 in Kansas City, Kansas, taking on Southeastern. Uh, then Saturday, men's and women's track and field will continue their indoor classic in Gainesville, uh, as will the archery tournament they're part of. Uh, William Carey basketball, they'll take on Stillman 
at 12 and 2, women's and men's respectively. And then the baseball team will wrap up their series with Campbellsville at 4 p.m. that afternoon, weather permitting. Now, I want to do keep an eye on that game time. Yes. I believe that was the original game time. So from my taunts to Kevin Rosary today, mm-hmm. more than likely going to be somewhere around a 2.30 first pitch for that game. So okay. originally yeah. four. Think that first game's going to start at eleven or noon, mm-hmm. which means somewhere around two thirty to three for that William Carey game. So keep an eye; there'll be kind of updates to come, and obviously weather's going to play a part of that as well. But especially with the forecast, good. I would say an hour to two hours early is going to be that first pitch. So Caleb, let me ask you this: What's the best way to keep up with game start times for William Carey? Uh, definitely the Twitter page at Carry Athletics on X Twitter, you know, however you want to phrase it. I've said that too it's, many times it's, today. It's, it's Twitter. Just it's always going to be Twitter in my heart. That's technically where the web address takes you, but it's X is as far as the app is concerned. They're trying to force that down my throat. Artist formerly known as Twitter. Yep, uh, but Facebook and X will have all the up to date times and all that. The website sometimes can take a little bit to update. Uh, if there are ever changes. So keep your eyes peeled on social media. Uh, final thoughts uh, about basketball to wrap up the show today. Looking at the SSAC standings, William Carey on the men's side, firmly in fourth place, uh, half game back from Mobile, who's in third, uh, full game back from second place, but that's against Stillman College. Stillman's in the second spot, uh, and William Carey could – certainly be in a spot to where they are possibly tied with Stillman at the end of the week, or based on how different things shake out, could jump them. Uh, all depends on how the rest of the league uh, takes care of business there, but William Carey's got a tough game against Faulkner uh, on Thursday ahead of that matchup with the Tigers of Stillman. Meanwhile, on the women's side, William Carey, uh, women are 7-3, and three, good enough for third place by percentage. Uh, behind Loyola and Mobile, Loyola sits at ten and one. Mobile ten and three. Carry at seven and three. Uh, still a lot of games left to be played after they didn't play many last week. Final thing, talking about performances for people over this last week. Uh, time to award Crusader of the Week. It's a toss-up. You had Colton Blakeney who got SSAC Player of the Week uh, with a double-double, over twenty points, eleven rebounds. But Josh, I think you'll agree with me that. It has to go to Colby Moore for the performance that helped the Crusaders in a tight ball game come away victorious. Yeah, it was tremendous. 26 points, six made threes. Uh, that was a career high for Colby. He also set the season high for made threes in a game. So tip of the cap to Colby. Absolutely. Colby Moore, our Crusader of the Week. Next week we'll be recapping baseball. Also looking forward to a preview of softball as their season begins next week as well. Until next time, for Will Tony and Josh West, I'm Caleb Hamill. Wishing you a good night, God bless, and go Saders. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.